Imagine moving to the U.S. from a foreign country in your late 20s. You only know a small handful of people, the language is largely unfamiliar, and your surroundings are completely new. That's how Elizabeth Keithley felt when she moved from the Philippines to Chicago in 2004. She immigrated to the U.S. on a K-3 temporary visa in order to join her American husband, John Keithley. After spending a couple years in the U.S., Keithley went to the DMV in Bloomington, Illinois, to get a state ID. While waiting in line, she was asked by an employee if she would like to register to vote. And that's when all of the trouble began. He asked me to sign the paper. And then I didn't know that that paper that I signed is, I am a citizen. That's Elizabeth Keithley describing what happened that day in 2006 when she unintentionally registered to vote. According to the National Voter Registration Act, DMV employees are required to ask people applying for a license or government ID if they'd like to register to vote. The act is also better known as the Motor Voter Law and was signed into law by President Bill Clinton in 1993 and took hold in 1995. Its creation intended to make registering to vote more available and straightforward for millions of Americans. Despite this, however, DMV employees are not allowed to ask about an applicant's citizenship status because under federal law, the question is seen as discriminatory. So when asked if she wanted to register, Keithley, largely unfamiliar with the process and confused about her own rights, went ahead and signed where she was instructed. Within weeks, her registration came in the mail, and she was able to vote in the 2006 congressional election. But this action came back to haunt her when she had her final immigration interview later that year and was denied a green card. The Keithleys came to see me after they had gone and navigated the process on their own mainly. They did have someone, an attorney, I think, preparing some of the documents before, but pretty much navigating it on their own going to a green card interview after she had arrived in this country on a temporary marriage visa and basically being laughed at for having voted. That's Richard Haynes, an immigration lawyer in Chicago who's practiced for nearly three decades. Unfortunately, Haynes says that Keithley's not the only one. He's helped hundreds of people in the same situation. He says that the motor voter law at the DMV was put in place to make voting more accessible, but has instead made life harder for new immigrants still grasping our laws and language. It's second nature to most Americans. You have to be a citizen to vote. It's not always second nature to the foreign national. Wait, I'm married to a citizen, so I must be a citizen or I must be eligible. Or why are they inviting me to vote? Or, hey, they sent me a voter card after I signed that. I must be I'm eligible. So the foreign national may not have a sense that there isn't the vetting process that they thought there might be. And then they think, well, if I'm not eligible, the registration will be rejected. But that's not the case. From a foreigner's perspective, it's hard to understand how an act that they were asked to participate in and given little guidance on can so quickly lead them to deportation. We have a person like Elizabeth Keithley who ended up showing her Filipino passport being invited to register, thinking, why would they register me, invite me if I was ineligible, seeing I'm a Filipino citizen, then getting a voter card, thinking, well, they wouldn't send this to me had I not been eligible, and then voting and then ultimately going for an interview and being turned down. 
When Keithley lost her first appeal in immigration court in Chicago in 2007, she lost her job at a nearby hospital, her medical insurance, and was faced with the very real possibility of being deported back to the Philippines. The judge gave me the date that I need to go. So that's so hard. Oh, my goodness. I was packing like crazy, packing my clothes, packing my daughter's clothes. Oh, I'm sorry. I can remember. It's so crazy. It was an emotional time for the Keithleys. In 2007, the couple had just welcomed their first child together, but had decided that if Elizabeth was forced out of the country, the whole family, including John's daughter from a previous marriage, would start over in the Philippines. At that point, Haynes decided to take on the rest of the case pro bono and put in another appeal to the courts. But it wasn't an easy fight by any means. The case went on for five long years. In 2012, Haynes appealed the case again, but this time used a different approach based off an already accepted legal principle. There is a defense in criminal law that says if you are invited to engage in an act, that it's at the guidance or invitation of a government official, and you relied on that invitation or guidance, you can't later be penalized for acting in accordance with that guidance. With this argument in mind, a Department of Justice immigration judge finally granted her appeal. Accepting Keithley's testimony that stated that she was rushed through the voter application process by an employee at the DMV and had inadvertently registered to vote with no malicious intent. Keithley says that moment felt like a huge weight had been lifted off her back. I was so happy and thankful every day. Every day, and I'm so thankful to Mr. Henos for doing this for us because of him, for fighting for us. I don't know. I was going to be in the Philippines right now. While Keithley was exonerated, others in similar situations aren't as lucky. Haynes points to another case where he represented a woman from Peru who was here for a few years on a green card and was also misguided at the DMV. Another case with an awful result that got, actually, I sought Supreme Court review of it, and it was not accepted, but I was this woman's third lawyer after she had been represented by two other lawyers at the lower courts. She showed up at the DMV. She already had her green card, but she showed her Peruvian passport green card and was asked, would you like to register? She asked, am I supposed to? And then the person said, it's up to you. So she checks the box saying she's a citizen, thinking that's the closest thing to being a resident and then gets a voter card, votes, applies for citizenship, and then faces denial. So what can be done to prevent this from happening again? Haynes says that the lack of clarity in the current voter registration process needs to be fixed. This means changing the clause in the motor voter law, which doesn't allow government employees to ask people if they are citizens before they register to vote. I think our country has such a sordid past with how we've discriminated inappropriately of course, against people because of their race or their gender. We're limiting people's ability to register to vote. And we've gone the other way of making it very liberal. And in regards to what the way our deportation laws are, they're so extreme that something has to change. And if the immigration laws aren't changing to make less of a penalty for accidental registrants or voters, something has to change with at least having more safeguards on the process to make sure that only citizens are registered. Haynes says it would help to have additional safeguards, 
like requiring physical proof of citizenship before registering a person to vote, the DMV can already be a confusing and frenzied process to begin with. So it's necessary that employees take the time to make sure each person fully understands what they're getting into. Because once someone signs on the dotted line, the consequences can be criminal. How are the Keithleys or anybody else who are otherwise law-abiding, good people, getting whacked with the same consequences as, say, a drug dealer or a murderer might face in terms of deportation? They didn't go out of their way to register or to vote. It's the process that kind of went out of its way to find them. And for them to face a penalty because of that, it was just an extraordinary injustice. And that's our job as lawyers to sort of spot issues that might, you know, this is the kind of thing that, hey, Congress didn't take into account. And maybe this wasn't the intent. Or here's a clash of two, say, well-intended laws. This year, the federal motor voter law just turned 30. However, Keithley still hopes that by sharing her story, it will help others avoid this big mistake. I feel so blessed. I feel so happy that I am able to share my story to everybody because I know that there's a lot of people saying what I've been through. To learn more about the Motor Voter Law and Elizabeth Keithley's story, log on to our site at viewpointsradio.org. To get more behind the scenes and support our show, follow Viewpoints Radio on Instagram, X, and Facebook. This segment was written by our executive producer, Amira Zaveri, and originally aired in February 2020. Our studio manager is Jason Dickey. I'm Marty Peterson. Coming up next week... Tarantulas are actually very, very interesting spiders. Actually, most tarantulas are pretty docile, and people keep them as pets. Spiders and bats are often used as spooky, scary icons each Halloween, but are they really as scary as they seem? Then... You can't be America's leading free speech organization if people don't know who you are. Ever seen ads for an organization known as FIRE? We cover why they seem to be everywhere. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Viewpoints for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more about upcoming shows and find a library of past programs on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and more information about our guests at viewpointsradio.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Viewpoints. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.